Hello, all you creative people out there. Welcome to episode four of And So The Mind Reels podcast. In this episode, I tackled the question that has been asked of me. Did you always want to be a playwright? Well, you know what? I may not have started out in life wanting to write plays, but I certainly like to spin some yarns, stories that is, not yarn as in sweaters and such. Anyway, I am fairly sure that growing up as an only child fueled my imagination. When I became an adult, I did not put away the childish things. Nope, I acted in plays, and I eventually went on to write plays, and eventually I created a website called Playdead.com, and I became a playwright. This is the story of how I got there. This is Lee Mueller, and this is the Mind Reels podcast. I believe this is episode four. Now, previously, I tackled the question where do you get your ideas, and also explored how some ideas. Uh, kind of coalesce and become one thing, just waiting around in your head till the right uh, premise comes along and you can plug everything in and, and create something. Like, for example, a, uh, a play I was talking about in the previous episode called Dead Air, where I had a lot of different ideas that I kind of all kind of came together. They fermented a while in my brain and finally found a place to kind of expel and put put them down on something. Now I'm going to tackle a question uh, that I do get from time to time, and it is, did you always want to be a playwright? Well, no, I did not. Uh, when I was young, I wanted to be a stuntman, but uh, that didn't work out. So I was involved in acting in theater and playwriting just kind of was a thing I had not tried and I threw my hat in the ring and the rest is going to be history I guess so uh, when I get asked that question did you always want to be a playwright and depending on what frame of mind I'm in I'll give any number of answers that segue into really obscure explanations uh, example sometimes I'll say you know yes why well you see I was an only child now that that is true uh, and when you're an only child, whatever mischief or havoc you may cause rests solely on you and your excuse-making skills. See, because you don't have a sibling in which you can toss the blame on something. Well, you know, um, see, the lamp fell over because um, because uh, Johnny was running through his scissors and I tried to make him stop. And then he looked at me and he ran into the table and he bumped it just so and it tipped the lamp over. Ergo, it fell and it broke. No, sir. No, ma'am. I, I did not have that luxury of blaming a brother or a sister at the time. It was only me. It was up to me. So the art of the non-sibling excuse gave birth to storytelling in my adolescent brain. That was the germation of how this all kind of started with being able to make things up because I had to. Well, um, see, the lamp fell over because... A gypsy caravan came by offering wares and tinker trades. I refused their offer 
And when they turn to leave, you see the elder gypsy's long coat brushed the lampshade. It tipped over the lamp. Ergo, it fell and it broke. Now, in some strange way, it is possible that this only child excuse embellishment ability did provide fodder for my imagination facilities. Maybe, possibly, who knows. Another contributing factor points to something I found while clearing out some storage bins in my basement. I found a dusty yellowed 8x10 album entitled Baby's Record Book, in parentheses, Our Child's First Seven Years. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's sweet. Of which my mother managed to fill up only the first four years. I guess she gave up after that. Now, it was a book provided, I guess, by the hospital as a gift for new mothers to, you know, offset the trauma of childbirth and medical expenses, I guess. The idea of this book was to capture each new special moment in diary entries, questionnaires, and photos of your offspring. You know, their first tooth, their first words, their first steps, their first questioning of existence, you know, the usual. In one chapter of this book, there's this category for development, such as keeping time with music and placing meanings to words. And I noticed an extra note that my mother wrote next to the category of storytelling. After three years old, she added, loves to make up his own. Aha, there we go. Honestly, you know what? I can kind of remember this. I, I honestly recall rambling on about nothing at an early age, you know, just pure stream of consciousness, as if I were like a, a pint-sized James Joyce or something. I have this vivid memory of sitting with my mom and dad at a neighborhood hangout that we went to. It was called Miller's Confectionery. And I would entertain them all evening with my imagination. There was this Miller beer advertising clock on the wall that had this backlit waterfall as part of its display. And for some reason, I remember creating this completely fictional story that related to that waterfall in that, in that advertisement. It has something to do with Yogi Bear finding survivors of a car accident in the falls. I don't know. I guess I was big on tragedies at the time. You know, it could have been a result of the times in television because we had, you know, the Kennedy and Martin Luther King assassinations in Vietnam and Kent State. So kind of tragic images filled my adolescent brain. Now, as a side effect of being an only child leads you to ample time of spending time alone. Now, according to my mom, I created an imaginary friend named Bobby. I don't really remember this, but I do remember spending time by myself, lost in my imagination. And I guess my imagination gave birth to Bobby. I don't think Bobby had his own baby record book, but perhaps he did. I haven't found it yet, but yeah, it would be kind of creepy if it did. So um, I'm not really going to look for it. Now, I'm sure that studies will show that most children, whether only child or one of many siblings, share an overly active imagination period. And once they become acclimated to larger social groups such as grade school and high school and so forth the overly active side of the imagination regresses into the background however for some of us this chain of imagination evolution doesn't happen either that or we continue to cultivate it through our lives in essence keep it alive as we continue through life and it manifests itself through each of us in, in, in different forms, as, like as an artist or a writer, or as an actor, a musician, a filmmaker, a playwright, so on. Our craft, in a sense, becomes our imaginary friend, and we simply choose the outlet or the profession that accommodates this friend. Here, meet my friend, 
my imagination, whether his name is Bobby or Bill or Judy or whoever. It becomes our companion through life. Did I always want to be a playwright? Well, no. I just found that I could spend time by myself and tell stories. And I just found a branch of that world that kind of invited me in, and it was called theater. So here was a place where I could create a story, put it down on paper, throw it out there, other people would pick it up, memorize it, and then act it out on a stage. How cool was that? Yes, where do I sign up? Let me, I can do this. I don't want to be a stuntman anymore. I want to do this. So that's my long answer. Did I always want to be a playwright? That's the answer is no, but here's how I, here's how I did it. Here's how I became it. And whatever your story is, whatever you cultivate your imagination and, and whatever outlet you let it through, that's a, that's a great thing. Don't ever conform to, well, you got to stop thinking that way. You got to stop making up things. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, if you're psychotic and you lie all the time, that's, that, that's not good. But if you can get paid for it, hey, you know, you may have something. And that my, that is my story. And it's not a tragedy. And that's it for this episode of The Mind Reels. Thanks for listening. In the next episode, I will discuss how I became a playwright. Kind of the long and curvy and not really straight road that I got to being there. And I'll explain all the little facets that came together that launched my career as a playwright. Stay tuned.